0: It's a really competitive environment. We know it's competitive for the children, but it does get, um, yeah, it spills over to the the parents as well. So you get, a, a, you know, maybe a a sad child because he's long-term injured or not been running as well or whatever, and it really affects the parents (laughs) as well.
1: Welcome back to the Christians in Sport podcast. My name's Johnny Reid. It's great to have you with us again. On our podcast, every fortnight, we look at the people and the issues involved in competitive and elite sport as a Christian. We've interviewed former Olympians, we've debated issues like pride and dealing with referees, uh, and we've spoken to parents of top young sports people, parents like Gaynor, who we spoke to a few months ago, and we're having on again today. Uh, Gainer's a mum to a whole family of sporty children, but uh, we're going to particularly talk about how it's been with her son James, a, a top-level runner. Last time she spoke about the, the time pressures of prioritising church, sport and family as a busy family. Uh, we spoke about conversations it had around Sunday sports and the real positives of that as they went uh, and spent time talking about a desire to meet with other Christians and spend time with them. Uh, We looked at what it looked like as a top level athlete uh, with those time pressures. And then also there are a few issues which are really interesting, which got raised from that. Conversations then with their coach. uh, Conversations around why they felt it was a real priority for James to get to youth group on a Friday. So today we're diving in Less on time pressures and more into the relationships involved in being a parent of a sporty child. The coaches, the other parents, their child and the the rest of their family as well. All the relationships involved in being a parent of a top-level athlete. Uh, It's so helpful to have someone on the front line who knows what it's like. So, I I hope this is a helpful chat to listen in on, uh, whether you have children yourself or know of others who do. Or if you just want to hear uh, what it's like being a parent on the sidelines with a sporty youngster. So listen in now as myself uh, and Graham Daniels, the General Director of Christians in Sports, uh, chat to Gaynor today. Let's go. Gainer. welcome back. Uh, just give us a flavour of how much time do you spend with, with other people, whether it's a coach or parent, uh, throughout your week, throughout your months? Um, what's that sort of time level like?
0: Okay. So over the over the last um, few years, I would say it would definitely be a few hours per week with other uh, parents um, lots and lots of phone calls with the coach. It has changed a bit uh, in the last few months because James has changed his coach he 's also learned to drive so he can take himself to some of his training sessions rather than us having to sit around there so that has changed a bit, but um I would say over the last few years, yeah, quite a number of hours um, per week sort of sitting around um. While they do the training session and more at weekends, if there's events on when you you could be there for most of the day, um, yeah, just uh, sort of chatting with other parents and sitting on the sideline, yeah,
2: okay. Now, let's 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 start with the coach on this one, then because any parents who have children in these development systems know that actually the relationship with the coach can be tricky because of the demands of a coach and legitimate ones too
0: yes Uh,
2: let's start we'll we'll come to other families as you stand around watching and so on tell us about some of the perhaps one or two of the challenges that you've had to negotiate good ones with a coach and how you've managed them in a, I don't know, what do you say, in a godly way, in, a, in an efficient but, but friendly and firm way? How have you done that?
0: Yeah, so probably the main sticking point with, with a coach, um, who has been amazing, I would say that, but the, the main um, sort of area where we've probably had slight disagreement uh, was um, Friday night training sessions. Um, Friday night is the night of the youth group at our church and we decided that we should really make this a priority for our kids. Um, and especially for James, as he's missing quite a few Sundays um, uh, with with being away uh, at events and races and things. Um, so we really felt that, you know, if he wasn't getting input on a Sunday, he definitely needed it on a Friday. <laughs> um, um, so we, we've made that a real priority. And it meant that... Uh, we got him to go to an earlier, shorter training session on a Friday, so that he could then go straight to youth group, rather than the kind of all evening session that he otherwise would have done. Um, and uh, of course, the, you know, the coach is saying, "Well, really, I, I'd much I prefer him for longer. You know, I prefer him for the whole session. They can do the full long session with me. Um, you know, on a Friday night." Uh, but but we was. Well, we just had to think about it, and and I think the whole thing when you've got um when you've got a sporty youngster who's performing at a really high level is that you, you do have to make lots of compromises, and sometimes you do have to take a rather pragmatic uh, approach. I think you know you either go all for the sport, but then you find out that you're you're missing out on. A church you're missing out on your church family and then you're probably going to really struggle uh and your and your young person is going to think well god isn't that important you know um, or you go to the other the other extreme and don't really allow them to fulfill their potential in sport um mm-hmm. so yeah we're sort of always um trying to tread a, a sort of a some sort of path in the middle um but yeah
2: how, how do, with the coach can i drill down on that with you then so yeah. um Presumably, you know you need to say to the coach why you yeah. want to go to group yeah. or yeah. leave. But tell about I was saying plays out because I don't know if the coach would yeah. say she are a Christian at all or not. But and it's not our job to yes. know that.
0: No, that's right. How do you play yeah. that? Yes. Um, well, I, I would say that we built up a real sort of relationship over the, over the years. So it was, you know, built on relationship. And, and I would say, apart from my family, um, certain, the person that I spoke to most in the week was James's coach, probably apart from maybe a few colleagues at work, um, but very regular, quite long phone calls. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, partly because James's coach is quite chatty and, um, you know, love, just love talking about running and sport and that kind of thing. Uh, but, but yeah, we have built up a relationship, um, you know, over, over that time. And, you know, and he's been incredibly dedicated to James. Um, so, Um, It was kind of easier to say things, I suppose. Um, So, you know, we were able to say things like, we just so appreciate everything you're doing. Just, you know, the input, the personal attention, the individualized uh, plans, everything, you know. But, um, you know, we're Christians and it's a really important thing for us as well um, that, that we're able to meet together with other Christians and that, you know and especially because sometimes we're missing out on getting to church and some of our meetings there um that you know we really want James and what are the children to be able to go to the to the youth meetings um so it sort of began like that and then um we ended up having other conversations then because we were quite close really as that you know, as a, as a family and spent so much time together, inevitably you talk about the tough stuff that's going on in your lives. And then, so the coach, you know, would say, well, you know, this had happened to his mother and whatever. And, um, and, uh, you know, we were able to bring God into that mm-hmm. and to, to, to talk, to talk about that. And, and, um, um, yeah. So, so in a way, sometimes us actually having to say, you know, um, God is God is really important to us in our family. Mm. Therefore, we're actually going to say that's a bit more important than than that session. We're going to go for a shorter session rather than a long session because mm. we think this is a priority. Mm. That 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 meant that we laid in a way had to sort of say where we were coming from, but that then that opened up other conversations.
2: Well, well the, the the wonderful thing about this, and, and by the way. Uh, I know Johnny mentioned at the beginning a previous podcast uh, uh, with Gayna and it is fabulous if you're trying to think through the relationship between church and youth group and training and coaching and competition and God's importance. It's, it's a must listen to. Uh, and in some ways it, we're spilling out of that in this conversation because Gayna, what strikes me now in having chatted to you a couple of times about this is you're so front footed instead of complaining that you have to go to training and there's a lot of events and you have to get around and You have to talk to the coach. You've almost viewed this as a chance to go after living in this world, James's world, and and taking Christ into it in behavior and word. That's what it sounds like to me, that it's, it's, you're put in this world as a parent, which no one ever thinks about when they're children. This What's it like with parents then? Because uh, you're talking to coaches. Who else, do you, who else do you engage with in such a way that conversations emerge?
0: Yes. I, I mean, it's it's de- definitely, um, you know, the athletics has become such a big thing in our family. And I would never have dreamt of that. I mean, both myself and my husband. Yeah, we're, we're sporty to a degree, but we never played high-level sports or anything like that. So we would have never imagined that we were quite in this world. Um, but yeah there's just been some really you know really great things that have have come for that and and I I've seen it as a real blessing on our family actually to have sporty children and especially one who's gone to you know be able to do things at sort of international level and things and then that you know it it's just I think god thank you for the opportunity you know and and but it it does mean that a lot of the people that you hang out with are other Sports families, other sports parents, so you know, because so much of your time is spent with them. Um, and how do you
2: approach that? How do you approach that? Do, do, I mean, it seems such a naive question. It's like asking how do you approach work or how do you approach anything, but you're kind of secondary in this room. You're, you're, the, you're the parent of a child with other yes. parents. Do, how, do you, how do you approach those relationships? Do you end up in long conversations?
0: What happened? Um, well, it, it, it sort of depends. I think most of it is, a lot of it is just sort of banter and chatter on the sideline inevitably about, um, you know, sort of how they're doing. In their sport, but because you spend a lot of time with people, you do build up you do so build up relationships so you'd have to be end up sharing your lives um, you know more because they 're the people that, that you that you speak to um, the people that you get to know one, one thing that um, happened was uh, um, one night that James was training a regular evening. Um, there was, I was chatting with one of the other parents. I think her child had not that long joined the group. So it was fairly, you know, a sort of new sort of friendship. And we got chatting and we both realized that we were training for, uh, for a half marathon for the Cardiff half marathon. And, um, and we got chatting and so we decided to go out and run together. Um, whilst, whilst the boys were training, um, because we, you know, we were there for a couple of hours. So we thought, well, let's let's use this to go and you know get trained ourselves so and um, and that was really that was really really nice so you know we would often run at a pace where we could sort of chatter and <laughs> um, we weren't running that fast uh, but doing quite long runs and um, you know which are quite hard to do on your own anyway so it's quite nice to have somebody to do it with and we built up friendship and ended up just talking about all sorts of things sharing our lives including you know um talking about us being a christian family and our priorities and um yes and and yeah so getting some chances to to talk about god which is really amazing
2: parents will know that in a pathway like this every year children drop out you know the bar goes up the ages go up and the sadness of knowing that your child is looks like they're not going to make a cut in the next round whatever the next round is the next season or yes. at this point for you your son has kept going through the system um have you had to deal with people who are sad or, or find it really difficult in the situation uh, in, in the running group
0: um yes yes i have definitely um it's a really competitive environment. We know it's competitive for the children, but it does get, um, yeah, it spills over to the, the parents as well. So you get a, a you know, a, maybe a, a sad child because he's long term injured or not been running as well or whatever. And it really affects the parents <laughs> yeah. as well and you know and i have been party to a number of of just quite unpleasant exchanges um you know and jealousies and um yeah um and Yes, yeah, just some really quite nasty things. And sometimes, you know, people complaining about coaches or about somebody else's coach and, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, now,
2: Gayna, I, I know with common sense says now that we're not going to talk in detail because there could be people listening who, who we're talking about. So we're not yeah. going to go about this. I get that. I can see you being sensitive. But there'll be a lot of people, there's certainly people who haven't been in your situation, who have no idea what you've just said will be an absolute revelation and they want to <laughs> stop, right? Yeah. Uh, but any parent in this situation, without a shadow of doubt, is party to this kind of conversation regularly, slagging the coach off.
0: Yeah.
2: Side, side snipes at other parents' kids. Yeah. Uh off off Nobsy selection or injury drive that, obviously. Yeah. Um no so I'm not asking you to divulge things that would point to certain people in this, because I would know them, and we shouldn't need to know them. But how, how do you handle the snide side comments then? Because it's so hard, isn't it, to deal with that? How do you do it?
0: Yeah, well, I think I, uh, I mean, sometimes it's appropriate just to ignore and get yourselves away from that, those conversations and just to walk away and not to be. Part of it other times i've I've challenged it and said, well I, you know actually i've not found that person like that. I think they've got a good heart, things like that. I've said things like that, hmm. you know, or you know uh, <laughs> um, yeah, other times I've literally been almost trying to pull people apart, <laughs> sadly, that hmm. has been needed it's i don't know if it's always been uh successful um yeah, just just trying to be salt. So, salt and light in a fairly just, just fairly ugly situation some of the time but but yeah trying to give the other side and trying to help people to see people's hearts as well you know when somebody is is um maybe just been misconstrued or something like that you say well no I really don't think that's what they're like and mm. um you know just just trying to to challenge it because people take things so personally mm. um, how, how do you yeah. then,
2: so, so has James been in a situation where he's been injured or not selected because it looks like he's been pretty much on the up heart um, you must have to wrestle in your heart with this kind of adversity yourself how, how do you manage that uh, from a Christian perspective, how, how do you keep your mouth shut? How do you, how do you not get carried away with the whole thing?
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. you, I mean, yeah. you, now, you know, you too.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. Um, yeah, I, I, I think a, a lot of self-awareness, <laughs> quite a lot of self-examination. I mean, I'm not exempt from this stuff and getting over competitive at all. Uh, In fact, I think it's been a problem for me at times. Um, um, You know, you're so excited for your kid um, that it can end up taking over and it can almost begin to define you. You know, you're kind of going from weekend to weekend to the next the next race or, and you're almost just sort of living your dreams through your child in a way as well. So I I think it's very easy to get caught up in it. And, and I know I have had times when my sleep has been affected because I am so fixated on how James done or not done, you know, or, or whatever that it's actually bothering me and it's affecting my sleep. And and, and I really have felt at times, there have been a few times where I've looked at myself and I thought, James's sport is becoming an idol to you. And I, I really felt that, you know, that it was almost becoming more important than anything else, how, how, he, how he did. You know, my mood would be good on the up if he's doing well. My mood goes really low if he does badly, you know. Mm. And um, I remember just thinking, this isn't right this is not right. You've got to take some control here. You know, what are you telling your child? You're telling, you know, I'm really telling my child that it's all, it's all about how you do it sport. You know, that's, that's what divides you, you know? So if everything's, you're doing well, we all feel great and whatever, but if you go badly, oh it's a disaster. Life's terrible. You know, and really, that's kind of almost how I was acting, but, um, you know, I, I don't think I was ho- hopefully not doing it out, out loud in an obvious way, but I felt in my own heart that's what was going on.
2: So, so what, what, what's your mechanism then? So in our, la- in our podcast previously when we talked about um, church, Bible, time for the whole family to, to meet with others, you, you talked about Bible studies that sometimes you've done as a mm-hmm. family when you miss a Sunday. You talked about Friday night with a youth group. How do you counteract? Thanks for being honest, by the way, because your experience teaches one that there isn't a single person who wouldn't have to say what you've said when they look after their children, and it it it's so painful to you, isn't it? When you think, "Oh my word, I'm giving the wrong signal to my child," and I can't seem to stop myself feeling it. Yeah. So, how have you? How have you and your own husband? counter those emotions then what what are your mechanisms yeah for doing so?
0: Yeah I mean I think staying close to God is the main thing isn't it and and, you know and if you're doing that then hopefully God is pricking your conscience to see to see what is going on. So I'm not always the best at doing this but just trying to have regular time reading the word and praying. Weirdly I find that one of the best times for me to pray is when I'm running because I've you know with our children take it really our boys take it really that's one thing i got into i wasn't a runner before or not you know when i was a teenager i was but for a massive gap i wasn't so i love getting out in the sort of fresh air uh, often running if not walking and talking to god um and i just thinking and talking to god and i find that's really helpful so just spending that time and just yeah. And just having that awareness, it's not right. And my conscience being pricked and repenting of that before God and just saying, this isn't right. It's not how I want to be. And help me to get that right. Help me to get that right. And, and talking with my husband about it as well. And I, t- I told him I'm not sleeping very well, you know, because and it shouldn't be like this. And I know it shouldn't be like this. And so we can sort of help each other, pray for each other and, hold each other to account on that as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and talking, you know, sometimes with the, you know, we have like little Bible study groups and things, being honest about things. Like, it's great if you've got a little group, you know, in, in church or whatever, that, that you can be honest about these things and ask for help mm. with it.
2: Okay, now what we, what we, what we love about having conversations like this, as as we draw our conversation to a close today, is Christians in sport, we'll often take Matthew 28, uh, the last few lines of Matthew's account of the life of Jesus, uh, where Jesus says to his disciples as he's leaving this world, that they are to go and make disciples of all nations. And we often say that the word nations comes from ethnic, the root word is ethnic and ethnic, wasn't a country a marvelous country like Wales or something, or you know, mm-hmm. another country like England? Uh, <laughs> uh, but that ethnic is people groups, languages, tribes, and tongues, subcultures, and what you've done elegantly for us today, uh, as you did in the first podcast, is to to do what we often say Christians in sport really helps if you're part of an, a group of people. You've got to be brilliant at being normal. <laughs> Just be good at being normal if you're going to share the good news of Jesus. And being good at being normal is actually saying where you're vulnerable and fallible and weak. And the simple vulnerability of doing that and saying you need help with that and other people seeing that in you makes you brilliant at being vulnerably normal, a creature of a creator. And that's when conversations in life start to happen. And I've no yeah. doubt you're too modest to tell us that uh, anybody who hangs around you uh, watching James run will think she's a class act. So it's a marvellous thing. Thanks for thanks for being a great example of what it is to go after the ethnic, to belong to the ethnic of running groups and national running teams. Uh, it's been a real privilege. Um, because there's so many people who are trying to work this thing through uh, who follow Jesus. And uh, you've been very helpful to us today. So thanks very much.
0: You're welcome.
1: That was great. Wasn't it really helpful from Gainer. Really Thankful that she was able to come on and share her experiences uh, as a parent. Um, If you're in that boat, if you're a parent or a guardian of a young performance level athlete, we'd love to hear from you and see how we can support you. There's lots of resources on our website. Uh, You can head to it. You'll find a whole section on YPAs. Uh, You. We'll also then see uh, we've got a great little booklet which we've produced called "How Do I Support My Child as a Christian in the World of Elite Sport." It looks at ten topics uh, which you might be wrestling with. Uh, You can get that for free on our website. Uh, Just head to ChristiansInSport.org.uk forward slash ypa. Booklet, forward slash YPA booklet, or you'll find it on our site. Uh, so great. Thanks for being with us again. We'll be back next week looking at another issue to do with a Christian in the world of sports. Uh, do get in touch if you have questions or topics you want us to look at. Uh, we love to hear from you. You can find us on social media. You can email podcast at christiansandsports.org.uk. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for joining us this time. See you soon. Bye bye.